on today's Finding Peace Within podcast. Honest, I'm having a moment. I'm mad right now. And I don't want to do this no more. So that's why I had to go. I just got up because I didn't want it to leave. Yeah. I didn't want to be in my flesh. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I was like, I'm going to leave. And I went and I began to worship. Yeah. And I began to cry out to God like, okay, God, we're here because this is where you told me to be. Now get your pen and your pad as we continue to take this journey to finding peace within together. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Finding Peace Within with Lisa. I am your host, Lisa L. Dalton. And as I always say, I thank you for tuning into the podcast. If you're watching me via YouTube, hello (laughs) hit that subscribe button hit that bell tell your friends like subscribe and share and if you're listening to it on anchor and any other of your podcast listening stations share it with your friends we're still talking about so you want to be a wife yeah so you want to be a wife if you haven't listened to the last two podcasts Please tune in. Um, Week one, we had Shayla Davis giving the single woman's perspective of marriage. Then we had Miss Sydney Star Hancock talking from the newlyweds side of you and being a wife. And today I have another friend, Miss Natalie Hancock. (laughs) Hancock. Welcome to Finding Peace with Me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. But look, before we get into the podcast, a couple of things we need to do. If you haven't got my new book, you got to get it. It is on Amazon. The title is Today's Investment, Tomorrow's Return, 25 Personal Things That Would Add Value to Your Life. Hey guys, there's some things that you really need to do like working out, eating right, and going to the dentist. When you invest in things now while you're young, they will add value to your life as you get older. So get the book. It's available on Amazon, um, Nook, Kindle, Barnes and Noble, and also get my prayer journal. The new year is starting out. Uh, I have a prayer journal, The Journey to a Smile. It is a workbook. I'm going to start doing um, some classes online, and I want you all to look out for that. If you're ready to start your spiritual journey, your spiritual healing, this is the class for you. And I'll give you a little bit more information on that as we put it together. Now, Natalie. I always like to open up the um, podcast with prayers. <laughs> so, would you open us with a short prayer, please? Mm-hmm. Sure. Thank you. God, we thank you. God, we thank you for this day. God, we thank, thank you for you, this Lord opportunity, God. oh God. Lord, right now, God, you decrease us so that you can decrease us so that you can increase God yes, so let everybody get something from this so God yes. we thank you God for Miss Lisa so God continue to bless this thank podcast you, so God Jesus. continue to bless her oh God continue to bless her ministry as thank she shall oh God Jesus. and touch each and every person that comes in contact thank with the ministry oh God Lord just bless them and bless her God thank we thank you, you for this day oh God each and every person that's watching thank God you, or God. listening God we thank you yes son Jesus name we pray amen 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 and amen so Natalie once again, welcome to Finding Peace Within. Now, Natalie and her husband have a show called Broken The Broken Windshield. Windshield. Talk about that. Introduce yourself. Talk right into the mic. Now you ain't shy. <laughs> talk, into, <laughs> talk into the mic. Cause y'all got mics at the house. Yes. And her husband sings with the Leviticus singers of Charlotte. So we've known each other for a long time now. Yes. And um they have their own youtube channel and their show talking about marriage so give us a little bit of information about that so the broken windshield like she said i'm natalie hancock the broken windshield it was just a vision that god had given us because you know miss lisa you've been on this journey with us for a long time Mm -hmm. you know a lot of the things that we've gone through and it's a lot of we what made us want to do because it's a lot of things that we and stuff that we had known pre-marriage and we wanted to just share some of our experiences and work that we've done within ourselves during marriage and some of the work should have been done prior to marriage Mm -hmm. but we didn't know but that's what made that's you know god put on our heart to share our journey 
even if it only helped one person, yeah. But we were able, you know, to be able to share our journey and what we've gone through. And even if you marry and you haven't done the work, it's not too late, right? But what's important is that you do the you work. Do the work once you recognize there's work to that needs to be done. Yeah, and I've watched the show and I love the show. I love it, and I was I'm like, so glad. "Look at my babies." <laughs> I know it's so important because people just jump into marriages and they don't understand Aww. it's so much work that that needs to be done now, prior to marriage. Now, Natalie, Natalie has um, an, a wide range of children. Yes. So let's talk about it, Natalie. Natalie has five children, right? Yeah, five. Ranging from? 20 to two. <laughs> I cannot... And these are all her children, y'all. Yes. But, um, Natalie, give us a little bit of background and then we're going to get into um, the podcast. Share us a little bit about your history because you got a 20-year-old who's a junior in college and then you got this precious little Izzy. Yes. Who is two. two. My teenager. Yeah, (laughs) teenager. Teenager. Never heard that before. Yes, teenager. I felt, yeah, she's two, but she's a. T- two, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, she has two big, two brothers. Three brick. She has three brothers. And an older sister. And an older sister. Yes. So she's trying to find her way in doing what she's seen being done yes, in the she's house. She's the boss she, of the house. I'm sure she is. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. So I have, prior to me getting married, married to TJ. To TJ, um, I had two children. I was a teen mom. Um, I had. My first child at, had just turned 17. I had my second child at 21. So I was a single parent for a long time mm-hmm. until, you know, I met him and we got married. Then he had no children. Right. And I was like, you don't have not one. You sure? Like, can you find a kid? Can you do something? <laughs> like, I have no more kids. I was like, so you positive. You don't have just one child. Because that, I mean, he was during the time. I mean, he was, he was 26 when we, no, 25 when we met. And. Really, this day and age, it's very rare to find a man 20, find anybody 25 without a child. Without a child, yeah. It's possible, but it's rare. So, you know, we got married. I did agree. I said, you know, God, if I find somebody and if it's me, I have children. So, we did end up having, I didn't know three was in the cards, but <laughs> God bless us with three. Yeah. But the, it's crazy because our journey to get Jackson was a long and hard journey and I cried for many days because I didn't even know I knew my husband's desire to have children but I didn't even know if I was going to be able to birth children and the and that was hard for me when I had already birthed two children because of fertility issues yeah and you saying it and if you're not grounded and if you're not especially grounded in God and in it will take a toll on your marriage. Yes, I'm sure. It will take a toll. And, but, I mean, and every time, you know, you get excited. Oh, are you pregnant? Are you this? Are you? And it's not. And doctor's appointments, try this medicine, try that. And one day he was like, no more medicines, nothing. And he just prayed and he was like, you will bear children. You will bring forth my children. But I didn't know it was going to be three. Three. <laughs> but it was actually four. It was cause, four, cause but I had, lost, one. lost one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea I was going to get pregnant four times. Yeah, because it took me so long Look to get pregnant. Look at God! That <laughs> Look at God! Most overflow, <laughs> <laughs> abundantly above all you can yes. even ask or think. Yes. Well, we thank God for for the addition to your family. Your children are so they're they're so energetic and um Jackson calls me the superstar. Yes. And I actually found a shirt that says uh, <laughs> superstar. But Natalie, so you want to be a wife. Mm-hmm. And I've been reading the book, um The Proverbs 31 Woman, a study oh. guide by E.R. Reed. I need to get that. Hey. This is a good It's so book. crazy because God, I said I was going to study out Proverbs 31. Mm-hmm. So many women don't, they read to a certain point. No. And, and they don't dissect and actually understand what Proverbs 31, what it means to actually be a Proverbs 31 woman. And that's what we're going to talk about today because um, Christmas is next week, mm-hmm. next Friday. Uh, well, yeah, because when this airs, it'll be that Friday. Yeah. Um. Many women will be getting rings, I'm sure. Yes. 
and they will be getting rings on New Year's and they'll probably yes. get some rings Valentine's. for Valentine's and Mother's Day. Yes. So all the most the, popular holiday. That right there. So a lot of people will be getting some rings. But are they prepared to be a wife? I'm sure they got the dress picked out. They got the colors. They got the venue and all of that. But have they prepared? Today we're going to talk about the I call it the Proverbs 31 P, P, PST. Proverbs 31 woman PST. Preparation, substance, and trustworthiness. Wow. That's deep. That's deep, right? Mm-hmm. Preparation. Now, I'm going to read a little bit from the book. Okay. One of this, one of the Proverbs 31's woman character is discipline. Wow. When we begin to practice discipline and self-control, we will have less trouble submitting to God. By learning to submit ourselves to God, we will have no trouble submitting to our husbands. Now, you're a wife, and y'all been married how long now? Be seven years on January January. 1st. Yes, seven years. Preparation. What did you do? And I know you've already talked a little bit about that. Um, with what you all do with your YouTube channel, the things that y'all didn't do prior, preparing prior to saying I do. What were the things that now you know that you didn't know then that you wish you had known about you, about being a wife? Because here it says discipline, being prepared, getting ready to Receive that husband. I number one, I would have went to counseling mm-hmm. myself. Yeah, and worked. So that's out, personal counseling. I would have went to personal counseling and worked out some of issues and some trust issues that I had, mm. and worked out some other issues because as close as me and my daddy are, and he's you know present but I still had daddy issues because it was a lot of unanswered questions it was a lot of so even though he was you know I still had daddy issues and then not only that I had just issues period from things that just you know had just been carrying over from childhood yeah so I would have did more personal development and more personal work to get rid of the childhood things what does that look like Cause we say personal development and we say deal with the issues. And I say counseling is as good as the truth you tell. So when you go to counseling and you're not telling the truth about what's going on, is, is it really helpful? No, you have to be transparent and you have to be able to dig deep and you have to go all the way back. And I, ne- I don't, the book, um, the power of a praying. I have that book. Yes. The power I, of a praying, praying wife. wife. In one of the chapters, and it made me think she was, in one of the chapters she was saying, I think her husband had got into it one day and she got so angry and, but she had to really begin to pray and say, God, I need you to show me what is this stemming from? Yeah. And what it was, she said, God began to show her, it's not you. Men do a lot more than we, than women. They hold on to childhood stuff. That yeah, because over. we'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk about yeah. it. So they hold on to childhood stuff that carry over into adulthood. Mm-hmm. Into adulthood. And you would think they mad at you. You and then I remember yeah, that in the book. Yeah, and but really it's not you that they're mad at. They they just have so much bottled up. So that's why it's so important to do the personal work. Mm-hmm. Because if even like even when you do the personal work, even if your spouse hasn't done all the work, as the wife, you'll be able to recognize, okay, it ain't him. It's what's in him, what he's dealing with. Mm-hmm. Because childhood Give trauma, me an example, Natalie. For instance, I'm going to be transparent. I want you to be transparent. <laughs> and they want you to be transparent. <laughs> yes. For instance, my husband is something, I can't remember the word. I'm being transparent, but I just can't remember. It was like certain words or certain stuff I would say to him. Not being like, not realizing. And I'm like, why would he go off the deep end like that? Who does that? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, so, and it started leading to like arguments. And then one day I had to say, okay, what is it when I do certain stuff? 
And he began to let me know it reminded him of something from his childhood. Yeah. So therefore, I was like, oh, don't take it personal. It's not me. But what were, but why were you even responding that way? I was responding that way because how he responded, like, oh, like. Because were you reacting to something he did? Yeah, reacting to something Mm -hmm. that he did Mm -hmm. because, for instance, like. I don't even. I can't even remember what it was. Because to me, it was See, something that's what so, happens right there. It was something so, so tedious. So, oh yeah, so small. Yeah. So for instance, like I might tell him, like I'm gonna use this as an example. Why did you put the tissue on that way? I don't like my tissue that way. Mm-hmm. And he, it's something like trigger. I'm like, why you got an attitude? Because I talked to you about the tissue. So and it could be later on. For, and something so small could lead to something so huge, and you don't even know why. But I'm like, why did you react like that? Because it was something that triggered him from his childhood. He was like, in that moment, you reminded me of my mom and not my wife. That's it right there. Because men, first of all, and and your your sister-in-law said this, (laughs) I'm not sleeping with nobody I'm raising. And I'm not raising nobody I'm going to be sleeping with. Mm-hmm. And in husbands, men, wives, we cannot talk to our cannot. husbands like they cannot. are boys. Cannot. You cannot. I even asked my husband today, what What do I need to do <laughs> to keep you from putting your little things that he does when he does his beard in the toilet? What do I need to do? Because that makes me mad. Because yeah, water, that's money going down the drain. And he said, well, I said, so if I put a bag in there, will you use it? You know, and, and of course he said, yeah, put a bag in there. I was like, okay, because that's what I'm going to do. Because that right there is frustrating me. But what I didn't say, I don't know why you keep flushing that toilet. Yes. I had to learn that. But once again, it sounds crazy, but it's personal development. Because why? I was a single mom for yes. 12 years before if he you came stop along. This. So I was so used to talking to my kids yes. that I didn't know how to talk to my husband Mm, and then because mm. of everything else that i was dealing with past trauma i it spilled over into my marriage so a lot of times i did talk to him like he was my child right and he didn't feel like respect like okay am i living with my wife this is my wife or is this my mother and you cannot do that you have to learn how to communicate and communicate in a positive way even if it's something that you don't like hey you know (sighs) the other day I noticed you did X, Y, Z, um, you know what, you know, just learn how to communicate. And I always put it back on me. Like I said, what can I do? do that's a good one. What, what can, can I, I do? do to help really to help myself not be upset by what you're doing? <laughs> Listen, and this is a good time to practice that because with COVID, oh, we're spending more, more time, you're spending home. more time at home. You're spending more time with your spouse than you normally would. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a lot of stuff. I'd be like, why you do that? I'm like, Mm-mm, I don't like, that. but I'm learning to pick my battles. Pick like, your just, battles. And I'm like, why you leave your shoes beside the bed? Why you leave your shoes beside the bed? Normally I'm like, it's stupid. Why are you letting you know? Yeah, but we cannot Can't. talk to them like they're our children or we're their mothers. And then you got to find out why am I a, so aggressive? Um, oh, oh, Lord. Y'all, I have stuff written out everywhere, <laughs> okay? I have I have books, journals, everywhere. And I read something um, that I wrote a long time ago and and i'm probably gonna need a minute to find it so we're gonna move on to our next that that's really good it says married and unmarried women must also study parental responsibilities Mm -hmm. along with the spouse many scriptures that contain parental advice are in the previously mentioned scriptures that she shared in the book Mm -hmm. now i know you and tj have had some issues with parental Mm -hmm. um raising your children because you are blended you really are you're a blended blended family family. Mm -hmm. so how what conversations in in single ladies these are the conversations especially if you are engaged or want have the desire to be a wife children and yeah even even if you don't have kids you need to talk about the disciplining part of raising children what conversation do you and tj have prior to you saying yes to being a wife to him. 
I don't think we had much conversation when it came to discipline. Mm-hmm. And I wish we would have because my husband is very old school. Yes, he is. Very old school. Very. And it's nothing wrong with that. And it took us going through some counseling to understand. And what happened is he came in and I was a single parent, but I worked a lot. So I had a village. So everybody had a hand in raising my children. And because everybody else had a hand in raising them, it was some things that went unchecked. Because it's like, I'm not there and I'm at work and people are like, don't call me. I can't come in and discipline them for something that I wasn't a part of. But it's very important to have that conversation. Now we're on the same page. Yeah. And also, too, I feel like when it comes to discipline, you have to find your own balance. You have to find your own balance. What works for our house. What works for our house. I understand what our parents might have did, but you have to find out what works for your house. And not only that, we live in a different time. And something that when we went to counseling, I passed during the time that was counseling us. He was like, and even um, Matthew Stevenson, Mm -hmm. he did um, a thing. Use it as a teachable moment. Not saying don't discipline. But what did I, let's be real, what did our parents do? They would discipline you, spank you. And you don't have any conversation. So what did you really learn? And and they did it again. And they did it again. (laughs) So I would say definitely have conversation about discipline. Find your own balance, what works for your house. And understand that we live in different times than what when we were younger. So did it, did, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, so when TJ would uh, discipline the kids, what what did you do? Because I, cause with Adrian, I was married uh, 23, I think. Mm-hmm. And Adrian was five, something like that. Um, and so my first husband would you know, whip him, Mm -hmm. you know, of course I got beaten a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So that was nothing uncommon. Mm -hmm. But some of the things I thought he kind of went overboard with, but I never intervened with him disciplining him. Um, I would just, I really would just pretty much cry because he was, he would just beat him. He would beat him so bad. He would have to drink vinegar to keep his pressure from going so hot. That's, he would just beat him that bad. Um, so I, and again, we didn't have that conversation Mm -hmm. about what to do with Mm -hmm. disciplining. And so I didn't intervene. So did you intervene and say, Hey T, no, that's too much. Or did you let him be the dad? I did intervene, but I had to learn, like it was a time and a place to intervene and it's not the place to do it in front of the children. Yeah. You have to get on the same page and you just have to be on the same understanding. And when you have a blended family and this, another, th- we should have talked about, cause when you have a blended family, it's important for the parent that's coming in where the, you know, husband or wife to understand your routine and how things work. Because if they don't understand it and then that other person comes in and just start changing, the kids are going to be looking crazy. And then to the other person, oh, they disrespect for their this, their that. In reality, they're not. It's just that they're used to their routine being one way and then all of a sudden it's flipped. So that's why it's important to have the conversation. And then you also have to find balance and you kind of have to understand like, okay, what is your routine? Yeah. Let me kind of fall in place and then we can adjust it accordingly. And I feel like if you do, if that happens and you have those conversations, it will avoid a lot of, yeah. it would avoid a lot of issues that you have when you have a blended family. A lot of fights and a, a lot, lot of, of fights. A lot, a lot of, of, you ain't my daddy yes, and you ain't my mom. Yes. <laughs> it, you will avoid a lot of, you will avoid a lot of those because it, because it is hard, like if you, yeah. if, especially when you have older children, younger yeah. children, it's a little bit easier. But if you have kids that are older, teenagers, and you come in and like they're been, they just been going to bed, they ain't been washing no dishes. It's like who are you to come say you gotta wash these dishes? And it's like you really can't get mad if they're like, well, I haven't been washing dishes, so. You have to kind of find out what your routine, what their, what the routine of the house is. Yes. And then you fall in place there and then you come together and adjust it. And we, I wish we had to learn it early on, yeah. but we learned it now. And so 
I feel like now, I mean, no household is perfect, but I feel like our household runs up, it's running smoother than it did five, six years ago. Yeah. And we can adjust because now we'll have conversations like he might be like, hey, I feel like, you know, like the other day he was like, okay, Isaiah, he'll come and cook and just put his dishes in here. I was like, yeah, you're right. I was like, so I'll make sure I had a conversation. Isaiah, even if you, because I now with us being home, I usually wouldn't use a dishwasher, but I use it now, mm-hmm. faithfully, because we <laughs> home, we're all day. home all day. And I'm constantly buying paper. And I was like, listen, when you cook, Wash your dishes. And even if it's dishes in the sink, rinse them out. Load them in a the dishwasher. Start yeah. a load of dishes. That's all you have to do. He was like, okay, cool. That's no problem. It's all about communication. Patient, communication. Ooh. And I'm going to be honest. Four years ago, five years ago, before I had Jackson, we probably couldn't have had that conversation. Mm-hmm. Because I would have been off like, what? What? You, you know? But it's all about growth, understanding, and finding balance. And then... Well, we did go through counseling and we did personal self-development and then we did work together. It helped us understand like, okay, I can't parent how my, how our parents parent. We have to find our own way because let's be real. Like our parents did the best that they did with what they had. With the information, with they, the information had the that they had at yeah. the time. And they only did what their parents did. Only did what so their parents on. did. But yeah. let's be real. We're parenting a totally different generation. We are. Ooh, father. And beating them, just like beating them doesn't work. You have to have conversations like, why did you do that? I heard, um, I'm a huge fan of A Married at First Sight. And so Woody and Amani had this conversation about children. Mm-hmm. And he's a school teacher. And he said, oh, yeah, I'm going to whip my kids. I'm going to whip my kids. <laughs> and she was like, you're not going to be whipping my kids. And she said, do you whip your students? when they do things bad Hmm, and he was like i never looked at it that way she said well we 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 we're going to treat our children like we do your students you have conversation with them you let them know what your expectations are and the consequences right from not meeting those Mm -hmm. expectations you're going to sit in time well of course we don't have no time out but you go you you gotta teaching moments you do here here is here's what i was looking for it mm-hmm. says a dominant female and we're gonna say wife brings chaos in the home sure does uh, what i learned is as a wife a dominant wife brings chaos in the home ladies pull back pull back because we control the atmosphere in our house yes you do we can try because sometimes when I get up and I'm in not a good mood, seems like my whole house is in chaos. But when I when I shift, I'm like, okay, God, I need you to shift this and shift me quickly. My whole house will shift. Ah, so that right there is telling you cannot do this without knowing the Lord. You can't. You can't do it without knowing the Lord because there is no way. Here's this: children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, so that it may. Uh, may be well with you this is important fathers do not exasperate your children instead bring them up in the training instructions of the lord therefore we teach them the word of god Mm -hmm. the lord gave us laws he gave us order course we have grace now but those things are still in place there are some Mm -hmm. things that jesus christ still expects from us and these are the consequences Now, he going to beat you, but it won't be with no belt. Mm-mm. But there will be a yeah, consequence. Yeah. And, and everything is a, te- everything as a, teachable, as a moment. teachable moment. So when we talk about being a wife and we're bringing all of this um, testosterone, because <laughs> we got some in us too. My husband used to say, you're talking a little heavy. I think it comes from when you're being, indep- especially like when you have been independent for so long and you only depended on yourself. And yeah. You did everything. You don't know how to back. And then... I think some women don't understand what it really means to be submissive. Some women think submissive means controlling, but that's not. That's, that's not, not it. what it is. Mm-mm. It's submitting to the will, the best will of the family. Mm-hmm. What is best? It could be your idea. It could be his idea. But what is going to help the family most? And mm-hmm. he be the one to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And if you don't agree with the decision then it's called have a prayer closet yes and get on your knees and i've learned and i said i've said this multiple times and when i tell you that when i learned to shut up and pray that's the moment my marriage took the biggest shift shut up and 
I need to get that on the t-shirt. <laughs> shut up. Where I learned to shut up, like literally shut my mouth yeah. and pray. Because the best weapon it's is prayer. Prayer my, is it's a it, My whole marriage shifted. I'm sure. I feel like that's when the breaking point in my marriage came. Because we control the house, y'all. Mm. We are the managers. Now, the S in our PST is substance. It says she is not superficial, nor is she flirty. She is deep. <laughs> <laughs> Once she is together, mm-hmm. her spirit will mm-hmm. impact how she takes care of that which is outside so of true. her. Mm-hmm. She is not superficial. And... um. I'm talking, I don't wear false eyelashes. I don't wear false nails. I don't talk about stuff like that. We're talking about the spirit of the woman. Don't, don't present your representative. Mm -mm. Be who you going to be. But that's all a part of doing work. Because if you don't do the work prior to a marriage, you're only going to get representative. It's who's going to show up. Exactly. And then when, and when you, um, have to come out and have a real conversation with your husband, he gonna be looking like, now, where's the person that you were mm-hmm. when we were dating? But Miss Lisa, this is the thing I'm noticing. Cause I've known a lot of, I've, you know, I've known with our generation, a lot of people, people don't have conversations. Because they're, they're on not social having, media friends. They're not having pre-match conversations. Yeah. And then they get married. And like, who is this person? Yeah. I didn't. Like, you didn't have this conversation before you got yeah, married? You didn't know he didn't pick now, up Now, I will clothes. say it is work that needed to be done prior to match that me and TJ still needed to do. But one thing I will say, we had multiple conversations about stuff and we didn't go into anything blind about what the other wanted. Was there work that needed to be done? Yes. But it was conversations about our expectations and what we wanted and what we expected. So when we got, it wasn't any surprises that I wanted, that he wanted children. Right. I hear people say like, I didn't want kids, but they want, y'all didn't have this conversation prior to marriage about like. Like you didn't know, you didn't know that he didn't want kids. Or did he not know that you couldn't have any? Right. That part, because I've had, I've heard that story too. Yeah. Some of the husbands didn't even know she couldn't have, have children. Kids. They did not. Devastated. I had a conversation with a young lady, and she couldn't have children because she got her tube sizing, and she was dating someone. They didn't have children. Mm-hmm. He wanted children, and I was like, "Are you going to tell him that you can't because your tubes are tied?" She's like, no, I'm just going to enjoy the ride and see where it takes me. I said, you can't do that. You can't do that. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. So I'm that I'm sure brought a wedge between them. Yeah, they're not together, but still, Uh like you have to have that conversation. I tell people, don't rob people of that. A Proverbs 31 woman is also, and I know you and TJ are huge on this entrepreneurship. Yes. She already has her, because Natalie is a hairstylist. She already has her plan because, and this is the thing, and I didn't get you to do it, to talk about Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. You know, when God created Eve, he took her out of his rib and he gave her to Adam and Adam didn't have to do anything for her, Mm -hmm. but she came already equipped to help him with what the Lord had already assigned him mm-hmm. to do in the garden. Mm-hmm. even though, And he had to tell her and teach her the ways because she didn't know no, the yeah. way. But she was still equipped. equipped. And that's important. Talk about that. So, I, I, was, I knew I was already equipped. But, once again, it's important to do the work so that when you, when your husband, especially if he's a man of God. When God gives him a vision, it's our, as the wife, it's our, it's, when God gives your husband a vision, it's our um, duty to birth the vision out. Yeah, because they don't have a womb. They don't have. They have a seed. Yeah. So it's our. natural spirit. Mm -hmm. It's our duty to 
um, birth the vision out. So in order to birth the vision, you have to be equipped. Mm -hmm. If you're not equipped, you can't birth his vision. First of all, make sure he has a vision (laughs) before you even say, I do. Because if he doesn't have a vision... He can't lead your family. And you got to know that you are equipped, equipped and to the, birth. It, yeah, and, <laughs> and the reason why I say that, um, because my husband and I, you know, um, obviously I'm, I'm birthing a whole lot of stuff out for him. But that part. I, <laughs> I, I never understood. Oh my God. It's so much now that like. Three, four, five, I never understood. But once again, Miss Lisa, when I learned to shut up and pray, God began to reveal so much stuff. And I don't go have a transparent mind. The other day, my husband made me mad about something. I was like, okay, God, are you sure? I just picked it. I was like, what? Because it, it, cause, so my husband, he, he has a vision. But it's like sometimes I feel like he gets stumbled and he gets stuck. Not that he doesn't want to do it, but sometimes he doesn't have the confidence. Sometimes he lacks the confidence in himself. And I felt like he was having that moment the other day. And I just felt like he was all over the place. And I was trying, I was giving him a word that God spoke to me. And I felt like he kind of dismissed it. And I had to just get up and I was like, you know what? I'm, let me go upstairs yeah. and I'm going to come back. And I had to really pray because at that moment, the devil would try to play. I'm at a crossroad. I was like, I can't do this no more, God. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't. I was like, wow. you gave him this vision. You're putting the opportunities before him. But sometimes I feel like his confidence is not what, where it should be. So that goes with one of the other questions that I asked last week. Do you have the ability to suffer with him as he heals? You have to, because if not, you're not going to make it. Do I have the inner strength to suffer with him while he heals and vice versa? So in that, in that moment, when you saw your husband who, you know, has a vision, who is stuck do you say i don't know why you sit now you know running off at the mouth or do you encourage him bae i know you can do it i i believe in you and we can do it together you encourage him but the other day i had a moment i got up i had to go upstairs i was mad and i had to just go into worship and i had to begin to pray like okay god you have me in this place you have us in this place and you have us here. But I was like, I'm going to be honest. I'm having a moment. I'm mad right now. And I don't want to do this no more. So that's why I had to go. I just got up because I didn't want it to leave. Yeah. I didn't want to be in my flesh. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I was like, I'm going to leave you. And I went and I began to worship. Yeah. And I began to cry out to God like, okay, God, we're here because this is where you told me to be. Mm. We're at this very moment because he has this vision. And you're making provision and you're and like, and I'm birthing it out of him. But right now it's like he, he's stuck in the delivery room. We, we, we st- like he's stuck in labor. Like we can't labor forever. You got to deliver. And I just begin to just like, really, I had to really dig deep and really worship and pray. And I was like, God, you know, I was like, I can't, I was like, my flesh right now wants to say I'm done, right. but I can't. Because it's my duty and you have met, and it's my duty as his wife to continue into all the way to this bait, to the, to his until, deliver. Until, until it happens. To it happens. Until period. Until it happens. Until it happens. Trustworthiness says her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. Mm. He has full confidence in her and lacks no value. Our husbands trust us with the household affairs. Mm-hmm. We ought to be prudent in our spending, mm-hmm. not foolishly wasting the family's resources. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that because you guys have been through some ups and some, mm-hmm. y'all been through some hills and some valley mm-hmm. lows. <laughs> and y'all are in now, you're on your way out. Y'all think you all are out now. Yeah. And, um, and, and the Lord has sustained you. There have been some moments when you, you've had to really make some sacrifices. Mm-hmm. 
We had to make a lot. We have. And Ms. Lisa, you've been yeah, on this journey yeah. for, with us for a long time. Um, when we first started dating, right before we got married, we both, I was doing hair and I also worked full time in insurance. And we both had really good jobs. So we were a little bit younger. And we did. We spent very foolishly, very like, we made sure every household stuff was taken care of, but we wasted a lot of money too. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. Because the money was there. But as you grow and as you mature, you really learn. And God has really taken us. Matter of fact, we, hey, I tell you, we just came out of one of, we just came out of, of our wilderness in May. Last November, we was at a crossroads where we were, where we was living. It was a back and forth, back and forth about renewing the lease, yeah. about the amount of the rent, rent mm-hmm. all of that. And I, like, a matter of fact, last October, and I was like, okay, we just go. I'm not going back and forth with them or whatever. And it was kind. Of, one of our friends thought we got evicted, and I'm like, no, we had the money. It was just a back and forth. And I remember sitting in the garage at the computer, and I was doing something, and TJ opened the door. He was like, let's pack. And I was like, what? I was like, where are we going? He was like, God said, we got to close this chapter. I was like, wow. are you sh- sure? Because I'm about to go ahead and tell the lady. Because actually, our lease was up. I it was, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and we're just going to wow. go ahead. He was like, no, God said, close it. Tell her we'll be out by. I was like, where are we about? to go we have nowhere to go is he crazy like and god began to speak like trust me let me show myself i have to show myself to you know show myself i was like okay god so we began to pack put our stuff in storage isaiah went to my mom's you know india was on me tj and the kids we went to my sister's Mm -hmm. And we were there longer than we thought. And we then a pandemic hit. And then TJ ended up going on medical leave because he was supposed to have surgery. He didn't have surgery. Then it was a whole big ordeal with his pay. So from Mm -hmm. January until May, literally two weeks before we moved. We was living off of my income, which I was only working part time yeah. for PNC, which wasn't a lot of money. Right. And we were shifted. We've been shifted in so many ways, but we still stood. We mm-hmm. went from my sister house and then we was back and forth at my mom's house. Then a pandemic hit and everybody started panicking. We was in a hotel for like almost we was in a hotel for like three weeks because mm-hmm. i was like okay we just got to figure this out then we ended up at my sister-in-law house and then we went through this one company that we that we had went to for our previous house and everything kept falling through and it's so crazy because god mm-hmm. right before the pandemic god had spoke to me when we was in church told me what company to apply for um, cause we had been in the process of trying to clean up our credit cause we had some stuff mm-hmm. and we had been denied before. God said, go to this company, apply mm-hmm. to this company. So I told, um, TJ, he was like, oh, I don't know. Cause we keep, we trying to get our credit cleaned up. We keep taking hits. We keep doing this. I was like, okay. So we went to this other lady that we knew. She was like, I can help you. I was like, okay. So, of course, like, if people think you have, quote, unquote, bad credit, they charge you all this money. And as we were sitting there, God began to speak to me. As I handed her my $350, he told me, don't do it. This is not where we're supposed to be. Wow. (laughs) But I was like. The power of a praying woman. And he spoke to me in that moment as James, as TJ was handing her that check. And I, I was like, oh my God. I was like, I don't think we're supposed to be here. But it's like, you're so desperate because you're like, I ain't used to living with nobody. And F, and it's like, okay, we're going to give her this. And I'm telling every house that she was, we're supposed to get, it fell through, it fell through, it fell through. And she was like, okay, I have this in an apartment. And I was like, I can't live in an apartment with no four kids. I can't do it. So I began, and so by then, TJ was all, I was like, and I just began to pray. And as we was driving down the street, I was like, well, let's go look at this. He's like, I'm sick of looking at it. I was like, just go. 
I was like, do you remember the word that God gave me? Well, this is the company that we need to apply for. God told us to trust him. Mm-hmm. And let me back up. The right when she, the house felt that we had went to, um, went to some kind of service and we wasn't going to go because he didn't want to take the kids, but we ended up going. But when I tell you that man gave us a word, he didn't even know us. And he said, God is going to give you, he didn't even know that we didn't have nowhere to live. He said, quit saying you're homeless. You're not homeless. He's like, and if he said in the house that you was in prior to, you didn't lose it. You sold it because what God was taking, what God is getting ready to take you. Mm -hmm. He has to prove to people and show people that he is still God Mm -hmm. and that he can still work miracles. And he's going to give you, he's going to place y'all. He's going to give y'all a house that exceeds your income. That your income don't even look like you're supposed to be in your car, everything. And when I told you, and I remember that, and just so happened, TJ recorded the prophecy. I said, go back and listen to it. So as we was riding, we went and looked at two houses. One house, I was like, okay, it was ready. Then we went and looked at the other house. It wasn't ready. So by the time we got home, he was like, I said, we have to trust. I said, you go trust God? Trust. Or you go trust man? We're applying for this house. So by the time we got home, the lady called, and, and the that's house not, and that's not a, a not to cut you off. Oh, okay. She's not being controlling. No, she is encouraging her husband. We're trusting God. That's what a praying wife does: mm-hmm. encourages and pushes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And we, the lady called. She was like, "Yeah, you were looking at the house. Mm-hmm. Somebody mm-hmm. had put an application in." I said, "That's okay." So the other house we couldn't see because the people were still living, but we had looked at enough houses to know that their houses were really nice. I said, you know what? We're going to apply. Apply for this house. So we applied for the house. It tell you like it was everything mm. they need. They needed check stuff. They needed this. They needed that. Let me remind you, we hadn't. Get, we didn't even know that they was going to overturn his appeal for his short-term disability. So when we applied for that house, we applied in faith. The only income we had was my part-time income. We didn't even have enough income according to them. And so we apply and it was like apply and you will receive a link to, um, you receive a link to, um, submit all your documents because in order to move forward we have to have proof of income i was like okay whatever god i'm trusting you because it'd be plenty nice i would be praying crying i would be fasting Mm. nobody knew because i knew that in that season in this season the season that we came out god taught us so much and we learned so much but we applied for the house on a tuesday and i didn't think nothing else of and i was like it'll probably be next week sometime we got a approval within 24 hours we never showed not one check stub not one within 24 hours we got an approval not show not one check stub literally two weeks before we moved they called tj and said that his his short-term disability had been approved look at god and he hadn't had a check since december mm. And we lived on my part-time income, but I made sure, and I took charge as the wife and made sure whatever money came, yes, I made sure I sold wherever God told me to sow. Yes. It's been times even to the point where that's why I saw a process, shut up and pray. Because God even began to deal with TJ in the area of sewing mm-hmm. because it was a time it was like $250 that somebody needed. And he said, Hey, God told me to sew this. And I'm like, do you see what's in our bank account? But I was like, that's fine. If that's what God told you, I'm not challenging you yeah. because I knew then that was a product of me praying and us getting on one accord and not like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, but in this season, when they talk about spending foolishly, this season that we just, our wilderness, I call it, that mm-hmm. we just came out of, God dealt with us even to the point, even though we was living off of part-time income and because we sow and we tied, yes. I never forget looking at my bank account, Miss Lisa, and I was like, TJ, because when I worked for um, PNC, I got paid every two weeks. I was like, I was like, do you know, I think we had like $80 left over one time. I was like, um, 
got eighty dollars and then the M and it's still paid that and it was funny and to some people that might not be big. But when you but live when, in literal when we live paycheck to pay and literally where we came from, yeah. That was big and to be able to just save and we was only living off a of part time income and everywhere wherever we live, you know, we would try to give something because you don't can't and we had a big family and we still but it was like so amazing and the provisions that mm-hmm. God made for us literally like it's just crazy and when you come on one accord and that's why it's so important to do the self work yeah. prior to marriage. And even if you have to do work in your marriage, it's important to do personal development and do it together. Yes. It's important. And you is like, I'm telling you. This has been so good. You have to know when you're hearing the voice of God. Mm -hmm. And you got to know his voice comes with a message Mm -hmm. for you to listen Mm -hmm. to. I pray you all were blessed by Natalie's testimony, girl. We went, we went a whole nother way, but the message is be a praying wife. You have to have a praying, a prayer life before you say, I do Mm -hmm. already know how to pray and seek God. Mm -hmm. This has been amazing. You guys, y'all share it with your sisters, share it with the singles, share it with women that you know are married. And who may not understand. Yes. They need to shut up and pray. Shut up and pray. And it's not too late to do the work. <laughs> shut I'm up telling and you, pray. shut up and pray. And it will shift your whole marriage. Amen. Amen. We're going to close this out with a short word of prayer, Miss Natalie. God, we. Go ahead. Are you on prayer? Yes. No, you go ahead, Miss Lisa. Well, thank you, Lord, <laughs> for this day. God, we honor your name and we praise you, oh yes, God, God, for your love and your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you, God. We thank you for this time together, yes, Lord. We ask that you. Uh, allow this word to be on an ear that is willing to hear it and to receive it and take it and run with it and become that Proverbs 31 wife that you've already anointed us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And thank you again, Natalie. Thank for you so much, Miss Lisa. Natalie. This was so much fun. Thank you. You might have to come again. Yes. Come again. I will. Yeah, I know we need to do a part two because this is two. so good and so it's so good. much to cover. I'm going to have to get this. It's so much to cover. It and is. as I always say, y'all, share, like, and subscribe. Yes. A centered soul is a centered mind. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Finding Peace Within podcast with Lisa L. Dalton. Now remember, you can always connect with me on social media. Facebook under Lisa Dalton. Twitter at I am Lisa L. Dalton. Instagram, Lisa.Dalton. And LinkedIn, Lisa L. Dalton. Visit my website, findingpeacewithin.org, where you can read some of my blogs, Find the books that I've written, listen to previous podcasts, and even some of the workout videos that I've created. Until next time, remember to find peace within. A centered soul is a centered mind. Be blessed.